we're not presented by CBS, of course. But uh, I mean, you know what? We should just—I should have just played. I should just played this. The special presentation music. Yeah. So here we are on Thursday, December fourteenth. I'm Rogelio Castillo alongside me is Uper and Chris. And this was the last thing I was expecting to do on Thursday night because we just had we just talked to Ryan Garko, the VP of player personnel for the Detroit Tigers. And great development. Went, yeah, they were great. That went really well. And that's over on the Motor City, or excuse me, that's over on the Tiger Miley Report YouTube channel. Yesterday we talked to JJ Cooper and we did a podcast. This is the third consecutive day I've done the podcast. I just we're just on those. Do we done three days in a row? Right? Yeah. yeah. And you four guys podcasts have been on with three, three outstanding people this week. <laughs> I mean, we got Yoop. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Yeah. Yeah, have you guys really paid by the hour on this podcasting stuff? You guys, you know, you're you're home free. Well, well it's been fun. You know, a couple of great guests. Yeah, and like you no said, fun. you know, the Tigers are Tigers are making some news. With Chafin, we talked about on Tuesday, and now they sign Jack Flaherty, which, uh, as Raj remembered, he actually suggested two days ago, I think, right? Yeah. That, that was the show two days ago? Yeah. I, yeah, I thought, so. he, I mean, and this is something I've talked about even beforehand, that he just fits that Tiger profile of somebody they can maximize and work on. And I know there's some people, I'm sorry, Mark, Gurash, people don't, Mark's really upset about this, but at the same time, the money is interesting, so that's where I, I think one year fourteen million. But they paid, and whether they get the lefty out of Japan, I don't. I don't think it's going to happen now. Who? I, I don't know. I mean, it, again, the Tigers are mysterious. I, there's somebody on Twitter, Tigers Turmoil, who says that apparently he they're like ninja, like Scott Harrison ninja they move, and apparently he called this to happen, which I don't. I just think. It's it's common sense. Just that's how he, he operates. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think um, I don't think we were the first to suggest Flaherty uh, because he fits kind of perfectly the mold that that we've come to expect the Tigers to to uh, target in free agency. It's the Michael Lorenzen thing all over again. You know, Ryan Garko mentioned us today when he was talking about player development. He said, you know, it doesn't stop in the minors. And he talked about how they helped Michael Lorenzen. Mm-hmm develop in the majors and that's one of the things that Scott Harris described as as one of their goals is to be to, to establish a culture of development and to be a place where players come and get better. Uh this this is gonna be an interesting challenge. Um because they they're you know and people know Jack Flaherty was uh when he was young with the Cardinals he was trending toward being an ace. Yeah. Uh he he was a top five Cy Young finish in his second full season. And then injuries hit him over and over again, and, and it looked like he was never going to come back. And then last year, I, I want to say I even used him as my ugly or my bad in one of our segments. Yes. Because things were very bad. And remember they were blaming uh, the catcher? I don't think Jack Flaherty did specifically, but the Cardinals kind of benched Contreras. And Flaherty had some issues where he said he wasn't throwing as hard as he could purpose. Like it was, It wasn't a great situation there. But he did eventually kind of turn things around a little bit and ended up putting up a, a the ERA, I think, was a little bit ugly. But his FIP ended up being, what, 4-3, four, 4-4, four, four, yeah. something like that. Uh, he had a pretty high 
Is that John Flaherty? Yeah, because uh, Youper tweeted out John Flaherty oh. earlier, and I had to put. <laughs> really? oh, yeah, you put John Flaherty, so I had Listen, to put. Uh, uh, I mean, John and Jack are interchangeable, right? John F. Kennedy, Jack Kennedy, same yeah. thing. Sure, that's <laughs> what I meant. That's what I meant. <laughs> Sorry, Youper. I saw it, and that's why I put it in the thumbnail because people were like wondering why did I put a former Tigers catcher, now Yankees broadcaster, in there. And anyway, no relation, of course, either. I was a little surprised at the money, obviously. I mean, I've often said I've been staying for 15 years or more. There's no bad one-year contracts, right? I mean, there's there's only so much that can go wrong here. Uh, worst case scenario, they end up with a highly paid Drew Hutchison, okay, if things go poorly. Yeah. Um, if they can get him to a little higher level and get him trending back to where he was, it, it could be a really nice one-year signing where he helps them do some things this year or maybe he becomes tradable in the summer. Who knows? Um, but he has a background where he's had some success. Obviously he's had a long period of struggles as well. Uh, but that's, you know, what you're going to get for these guys with a one-year deal. But obviously the fact that they decided to invest $14 million, which was a little eye-opening, there had to be some other teams in the mix that they felt they had to, uh, outbid and, and get them to Detroit. And they must see, you know, the fetters of the world must see something that they really want to work with. Otherwise, I'm sure they would have went a different way uh, with where they spent their $14 million. So I don't think this, you know, when in the world of podcasting, right, everybody makes fun of emergency podcasts. This probably isn't a four-alarm fire with a no. uh, building fully engulfed in flames. This is more like a little grass fire out in the, out in the woods. But um, it's still, I think, a move that, you know, you, can, you know, the old saw, you can't have too much pitching. They added this guy for a year. They're going to see what they have. They paid a little bit of money for it, but that's okay. They have money. And they reported, by the way, that they there was other teams in consideration for it too. Right. So I think that's what the case is. I could see this being a deal for the uh, to the Cubs who are still looking to get pitching help. You could see this as a potential signing by the Yankees or and the Dodgers just traded, by the way, just a second later, Tyler Glasnow trade from Tampa to LA was fully announced. So Whatever the case is, I, I, look, the bottom line is now they're talking about like the Chris mentioned on Twitter that he thinks that the Tigers would have enough to trade for a starter in a deal. And I, and I look at it that like, I was just thinking about this from a positional standpoint. And we talked about this even before the Flaherty signing, I think the Tigers are in a strength or are building from a, a position of strength. And if they decided to say, you can never have enough starters and Harris has said that be that as it may, but for the right price, a starter can get you another bat. And I, I still, I, I'm just not convinced the Tigers are just going to sit there and go, oh yeah, this is our offense for the coming into 2024. I think they can draw from a position strength. Teams need pitching all over the place. And there's prospects that are held or for that matter, a, a person can play third base every day. Cause I I'm sorry. I just don't think, Oh, we're just going to put Matt. No one, no one's also came out on the front office and said, we're just going to put Matt Verling at third base and call it a day. It's not, there's nothing been said. Nothing's, no one said that. So take it as maybe the Tigers are continually searching. They are, they are moving like ninjas. And it's, I mean, I can't remember the last time Jeff Passan broke a story for the Tigers. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, um, yeah, this was one that, that you know the the beat writers, the local guys didn't 
didn't get, you know, Evan Petzold had the Kenta Maeda one first. Uh, I don't know who had Chafin first. Did Evan get that one first too, I think? So, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's interesting. I, I just thinking about that Glasnow thing. Um, he's obviously a better pitcher than Jack Flaherty, and they gave up more, and he's more expensive. But he's he's made 70 starts since 2019, and Flaherty's made 90-something. Uh, you know, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Flaherty has a better year than Glasnow just based on injury track record. Not that Flaherty's, you know, terribly healthy. It's, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, it, it was more money than I was expecting him to get. But, again, it's not exorbitant. By any means, that they say it's up to fifteen million if he makes like thirty starts, which is yeah. probably fine, right? Like if if he's terrible, he's probably not going to be making those last four or five starts. Um, right. But yeah, there's I mean, there's enough to like here, and and so yeah, my my initial reaction was like, okay, I think the Tigers can now move uh, a starter. Doesn't mean they will. Obviously, everybody's like, who, 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 what, what are you talking about? No, they're gonna, you know, they need depth, and and I agree with that to a certain extent. But uh, if you're looking at it, and obviously. Nobody stays healthy all year long, but if you look at the rotation, you're you're probably heading into opening day with Scooble, Maeda, hopefully Mize. You don't know, but we're kind of penciling him in there, right? Is is going to be one of the the members of the rotation, and then it's uh, you know you got Flaherty. You're not signing a guy to fourteen fifty million dollar deal to not have him be one of your starters at least uh, to start the year. Yeah. So then you've got three spots, or you know three or four guys for one spot. That Manning, you got Olsen, you got Gibson Long, you got Cotter uh, Montero, maybe if he gets a shot, uh, maybe not the move into the bullpen or whatever. So I, I just don't think I mean, it's one thing to have depth, but I don't know if they're going to just sit there and put Reese Olsen after he pitched better than Matt Manning basically last year back in Toledo for a full season or Matt Manning in Toledo for a full season. Uh, they could. It just doesn't feel like something they would do. These are guys that could help a major league team elsewhere. And the Tigers, like you said, Raj, when we were penciling in Colt Keith probably at second base, uh, there's there's room to upgrade. Right. Now yeah. you got to find the right deal, and you got to find the right partner and somebody who wants one of these guys. But it, to a certain extent, I think Matt Manning would be appealing to, in, in a Jack Flaherty kind of way, to another team to say, hey, this guy's intriguing. He's kind of a similar pitcher. Like The only thing that really stands out about Flaherty is his extension. Uh, if you go to his baseball savant page, he's got a lot of extension, and they both – don't really throw a changeup. They're both fastball, slider, curveball guys. The difference is Flaherty has proven he can strike guys out at the major league level. Right. Matt Manning never has. Now, Manning has, has managed to get outs, which is the name of the game, right? It doesn't really matter how you do it, but you feel a little bit more confident with guys who can get those swings and misses. Um, and I, I will say that the one thing that is a little bit uh, kind of against type here is that Flaherty has struggled with walks the last couple seasons, or at least, you know, last year it was it was not... He wasn't throwing a ton of strikes, but presumably that's something that you could fix. Like we, we talked about with Andrew Chafin, right? His walks went up last year too. Maybe they think they can, can help with that. And uh, yeah, then you got a solid starter. There's another thing too, that the consideration that they, Chris McCoskey of the Detroit news who we had on last week said that he doesn't see the Tigers trading away young starters to do anything. But I, again, I, I don't, think that's necessarily I, I think the tigers are going to rely on the farm system like i said cold key starting at second base and see what they have but it's again if you have the if somebody's asking and they're giving you an offer you can't refuse by all means i mean it, you look at the way they develop pitching but wait what somebody's trying to say in chat that uh 
Matt, Trevor Plouffe. What? Somebody's trying to say that uh, Matt 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 Manning. Oh, do we right. see him? He's asking. Traded? He's asking if we see Matt Manning get traded. Oh, I, I'm does, sorry, I, 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 I don't know. Got traded. Sorry, I, I totally lost my train of thought. No, there. that that was my speculation. We were just talking about that. I don't know yeah. if it that is behind. You know, if the video is behind the chat or whatever. But um, yeah, we've talked about it many many yeah. times. You know, um, I always come back to the fact that Matt Manning has been with the Tigers for three years now, and he's averaged 14 and a quarter starts per year. Okay. <laughs> and, and my thought to that is if I'm a GM of another team, what am I paying for that? I'm not saying I'd have no interest in him, but what am I going to give up for that? You know, um, he has no track record of, of giving me any, any innings whatsoever. Uh, so you're taking a big guess that you can turn him, you know, maybe get a strikeout rate up, but also keep him healthy. You know, I don't know. I I, so I, I always question exactly what he'll bring back for the Tigers. Also, it, it, I mean, there's. Oh, sorry, Chris, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say, like, yeah, I, I think you're right there. I think he would be a, a, a an upside play for somebody, right? Mm-hmm. But it would probably be a deal where you're, as the the Tigers, probably getting. Somebody else's upside play, uh, maybe a an infielder who has been struggling with injuries his, himself or has certain issues. Uh, it, you know, I, I don't think you're going to get a Nolan Gorman or whatever that, that people want for for Matt Manning. But again, it doesn't have to be Matt Manning. It, it could be. We talked. It, it, it. I mean, he's the one that we think feels like the odd man out. But Reese Olson, like we said, you know, he, he's he's shown a lot of promise. He's young. There's tons of control there. He might be more prominent or intriguing to somebody. Uh, it's just uh, I just think that they have they have a uh, enough depth there where they could do it and not be too worried about things falling apart during the course of the season. Yeah, because you also look at what Ty Madden did the second half of the year in Erie. So that's you can take some sort of solace in that. I, I, again, Jackson what, Job's coming. Yeah, yeah, Jackson Job. Yeah, Jackson Job. I mean, his first start, and he's I mean, only starting Erie. Come on, I mean, obviously, you, you can't count on any of this, right? But th- there are right. there are there's talent on the way that you can say, okay, you know, if if we if we need an arm, we've got an arm. We've got Brent Herter, you know, as a, as a tenth option. Um, it, it's you, I don't think they're going to be doing the, the Drew Hutchison thing again. But uh, maybe 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 I'm totally wrong, and maybe they do. Maybe Scott Harris wants to have big league caliber starters in Toledo. This beck and call. So, uh, so you know, when the injuries do come, he can call on them. Maybe that's the plan, uh, which wouldn't be a bad plan either. It's just it kind of a bummer for the guys who pitched well enough to be in the big leagues and, and don't get the job. So I, I hesitate to bring it up because we've talked about it before too, but there's only one pitcher that moves the needle, right? Who's going to bring back a big return, something that shakes the organization up, brings back a premium talent? Yep. That's cool. And that's it. I mean, if the, if you really want to say the Tigers have too much pitching and that you, you can see that online in a bunch of places and a trade is coming, if you really want to get somebody who can change the dynamic of the of the lineup, it, you got to move Scooble. I, I just don't think you're going to move Matt Manning or Reese Olsen and, and get anything that you can really sink your teeth into. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I just no. don't see it. And, and well, I think that's it's possible. I, I would be bummed, but you're right. I would, I mean, that's yeah. the best asset you have. And if, if that's the way you want to build the roster, you use what you have. 
it, it, somebody, yeah, we just addressed the the Matt Manning um, question, but I look, it's not a foregone. Yeah, you're right. It's not a foregone conclusion. It could be anybody. And if they're yeah. going to, if you look at the options right now, like I said, you look even a little further down in Double A, like the, the emergence of with Ty Madden. Look at how that rotation shaped out with and Brent Hurler that Chris just mentioned now too. Those guys improve their stock. Hurler. Similar to Sawyer Gibson Long, it's not talked about this much. They all learned a new pitch. They all thrived last year. I mean, Herner was insane during the playoffs. He didn't allow a run over, I think, the last 18 innings of work. He was, I guess, two really good teams in Richmond and Binghamton. And it's just one of those things where it really depends on what they, they're going to put, how they value everybody else. But I, I just don't think that we can – there's no, I think under the Scott Harris administration, we picked up on a couple of things. He likes a certain profile. And if we fit the profile, you're more likely to be coming in tighter. There's no guarantees of anything. I mean, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't understand why people think that this is a, a bad move when in reality, it gives the Tigers greater flexibility to do something else. They could be doing more. We don't know. This is the first time, this, this is a, this, you know, Tim, I understand what you're saying. Tigers used 11 starters last year. They don't want trading starters. I get it. They but used, if they, they used more than that the year before, it's it's yeah. again, it's. But a lot of times, those are those are guys that you can you can call up, you can bring up, you you can get for cheap, right? Minor league free agents. It, it, it's it's just a matter of how much do you value having, like you know. I guess there's worse things in the world than having like six starters during the course of the season and just having three big league quality arms boil away in Toledo. But I don't think from an organizational perspective, that's a great look. Honestly, like if you want to be a place that is, is, uh, you know, known for helping players, sticking them in the minors for a whole season, just cause you can, it doesn't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it would attract future talent, but maybe I'm wrong about that. I mean, there, you could be pretty simple. I mean, you, there's there's two ways to uh, tackle this, and you could be the Tigers and make make some noise, like uh, I would say, make some noise, and make a noise, make a noise, and 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 go about it that way. Or you can be you can. There's another option you could do, and I I think this this is something that people right now in other cities are doing, and we're witnessing it, and here it is. there black and white clear as crystal you get nothing you lose good day sir that's minnesota in, in kansas city right now or minnesota and cleveland right now they're doing yeah. absolutely nothing and so for why are we why are i understand everybody has the right to complain but this has been an interesting off season the tigers have been one of the most active teams among anybody in the american league or National League, for that matter. And here they are, breaking news. We're doing a podcast. This is the third pot. This is the third podcast we've done this week. We've done. Excuse me. We have done a th- the third podcast. This is our third podcast. Fourth. This week. Fourth. Fourth. Wait. Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. We did oh yeah. Tuesday. We did yeah. Cooper. We did Garco. We did today. Yeah. We've done a Chafin, a Cooper, a Garco, and a Flaherty. And we got one Saturday. We're doing our top thirty. Nice. Recording our top right. thirty. So yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Like it's the Tigers have done enough to keep me to keep us busy. 
Well, they're, they're bringing in veterans who all have had some measure of success and some, obviously, some measure of, of, of stagnation in their career as well, which is why they could, they were available and why they could afford them. And uh, But they fit, you know. Uh, Mark Canna gets on base. They can use it from the right side, correct? He's a right-hand hitter. Is he a switch hitter? Do we, do we Canna's a right-handed hitter. Right-handed hitter, okay. I, I was going to remember if he's a switch hitter or not. Um, you know, Maeda, been a league average pitcher a long time. Uh, had some seasons where he's been much better than a league average pitcher. Uh, obviously, we've just talked about Flaherty and, you know, what, what his ceiling possibly could be. And, you know, Chafin, one year removed from a excellent, couple excellent seasons. So they have helped themselves. They just haven't made that one big splash that says, hey, we're here, you know. But that's okay. If they just keep improving along the margins, they might run into something. And then there's also the – here's another – Somebody brought this up on somebody just texted us to me, Connor, friend of the show, Connor, who helped us last year do some production stuff. He says they should go get a closer, a lights out closer, like somebody like Josh Hader. I don't, you know, but but then I saw yesterday it was or Mark or was it Mike Petrello of MLB.com posted Jason Foley and realized that Jason Foley's still his K per nine is where you kind of give a slight pause a little bit, but uh, yeah, I think it, it still doesn't hurt to have another arm back there. But, well, the Tigers re-signed. This is something we didn't talk about. I, well, we actually saw, talked about this today with Garko, but Tigers re-signed Freddie Pacheco, a minor mm-hmm. league deal. And that guy has a big arm. I mean, he had some really good numbers before his uh, his Tommy Don surgery. So that's a guy they could weaponize. Maybe he gets off to a good start in Toledo, and you get a situation like Miguel Diaz. You know, and so I, I think that there's there's something for that to be said about that. So, but at the same time, I wouldn't mind them going with. A, I'm not gonna lie, I'd rather go with a vet. And vets in this case, there's no guarantees too about. You guys were mentioning Mize too, but what about uh, a Sawyer Gibson Long? Something we mentioned earlier today. He pitched in September. September September numbers. We get all just all giddy about it, but in reality, it's the end of the season, and at some point, people just want to go home. Yeah, um, no, I, I think that's a, yeah, what McCoskey pointed out that the Joey Wentz had a great September the year before, and, and yeah. it just didn't work yeah. out. Uh, like- now, uh, somebody in, in the uh, sorry, and somebody in the comments said, "Can I complain?" And I just want to let it was Todd sixty three. Go ahead, Todd, complain away. Yeah. We'll um, we'll address <laughs> it when you when you do. I will just say the one thing, like we haven't really touched on it, and and going back a couple of weeks, we were all thinking the Tigers might be in on Imanaga. Uh, I think this probably closes the door on that or on any of the bigger multi-year starters that, that, that are out there. This, you know, Snell, we didn't think that they were going to go after them anyway, but I think this pretty much slams that door shut unless they trade multiple starters. So uh, that, that I suppose is slightly disappointing, but, but who knows? Scott Harris did say we never have enough of pitching. So never maybe have he's just going to keep yeah. signing. Well, let's, yeah, let's face it. The money, the 14 million and, and this money they spent on uh, Maeda and Kana. Where where their payroll is, they should still want to go get Shoto Imanaga, no problem. Yeah. Okay. That so really is now about numbers and how many people they have and you know in the mix. Do they need him? Well, I would say yes, they need him. You always want talent. Okay. That I mean, if the talent is there, you go get them. Um, but you're right. I think that if they were to stay in the fray to get him. 
uh, then that would make a trade very likely. Uh, and then maybe they could entertain the idea of losing someone at Scooble's level uh, if they had this guy as well coming in through the back door. Yeah, I mean, Mikoski said that they, they're not going to potentially stop getting at-bats for guys like Keith or Young. But again, Young has to spend time in Toledo because he hasn't spent any time in Toledo. And you know, we don't expect – and something that was mentioned too, he only spent – Arizona fall league at third base. So there's not, he doesn't even have a full season of third base underneath his underneath his belt. As far as Malloy goes, you could maybe put him as the DH. You could put there's first base. Third base experiments over, or he's going back out in the outfield. So, but at the same time, look, I'm I'm all I'm exact I agree with Chris completely. However, if some team is offering you a bat a third baseman that can lock you in for a couple years and you have Cole Keefe at second. And then eventually, you know, what if they be able to move bias or whatever the case is, there's so many scenarios that could happen. The bottom line is never, I, if somebody's going to give you a deal and they know that you're going to get the, the significant upgrade, I'm not going to say uh, from the Tigers, I'm not going to say no. Again, there's so many players out there. There's a few players out there that I can think of off the top of my head they're getting, I mean, they're not getting at bats on a regular basis. And are going the Tigers desperately need a third baseman. They could use another bullpen arm. Well, it's just not, I, I just don't think we can pigeonhole the Tigers anymore. It's kind of refreshing because yeah. you cannot predict what they're going to, it's hard to predict to a certain extent. Like, Flaherty made sense to me because I could see it being a, a recommendation project for Chris Fetter. But everything else, I mean, the Kenta Maeda signing was, it was an eye opener because the Tigers haven't signed the Japanese pitcher since Nomo in 2001. And they haven't been in that market. And then they made one of their scouts, part of the front office, a Japanese scout. They're making little things that are changing. And while people could complain about all this stuff, I get it, but it's, by the way, the uh, Stan wants to say, wouldn't be surprised. Malloy ends up third base of spring training, probably up North. They don't like him at third. Just we were told that. So, um, well, uh, he's just unfortunately he's not very good at third. We talked about it during the course of the year. Like, for as bad as Nick Maton was at third base in Detroit, uh, Malloy was worse than that. At least by you know traditional fielding percentage, he was worse than that in Toledo. Like significantly worse than that. Um, doesn't mean he can't get better. And and we talked to him, and he's a nice kid. But yeah, I I think he's an outfielder now, an outfielder DH. I I we keep talking about second base and third base, and but we've mentioned it before. You know that they could still go get another outfielder. Honestly, it's it's you got Green coming back from injury. You got Canna. You got Meadows. We think they like Meadows. He looked good to us. Doesn't mean he could. You know, he's guaranteed a, a starting job, right? No. Um, he's a guy who could go out in spring training and, and kind of scuffle, and you know that it's Green back in center or somebody else in center, and they need another bat in the outfield. So, uh, or, or Matt Veerling, you know, is out in the outfield. So I, I think that there there are potentials. To, uh, there's a potential to upgrade in, in a variety of ways via trade or still by free agency. I, I don't. I'm still skeptical they're going to go and sign a free agent bat. I don't think they're going out and getting Cody Bellinger or or Gio Urshela or anything like that. But who knows? Yeah, and you know, you didn't even mention Carpenter. And I, I everybody likes Kerry Carpenter, right? I think we can all agree on that. He's like a good guy. Yeah. Had had his good run, but boy, he had that power outage down a stretch. Yeah. You gotta wonder 
you know, what happens next year? You know, if, if he, if they count on him for full-time at bats, which way is that going to go? I mean, I don't think there's a whole lot proven there yet. We like some of the things we see, no question, but uh, so that's where your thought of they're not out of the outfield market. I think holds some water. Definitely. Uh, and again, I'll go back to the guy we talked about the other night. Oh, Solaire to me makes a lot of sense for this club, uh, right-handed power on base percentage. I will. There's. Yeah, I, I, oh, go ahead, Chris. No, no, no. I was just gonna. There was somebody saying that we all agree this is gonna be extremely fun spring training. Hell yeah! I mean, yeah. they also announced yesterday that they're gonna have a prospects game. The Tigers will take on the Phillies in Lakeland, and I want to be down there for. I want to live stream from that. Shit. I mean, part of yeah. my language, but I, I do. I, I think it, that's a fantastic idea. That's innovative thinking. When baseball can innovatively think, that is that is awesome. And that just I, I, part of the lack of action been besides awesome, but it is creative thinking. And, and the, when when MLB can do things like this, it makes more sense than the NBA tournament season in tournament because the NBA in season tournament has made no sense. I don't know how it works. I mean, I know that you get extra bonus money to get a cool court and get these jerseys, but other than that, the idea to me looks the idea has been stupid. But Are they going to raise a banner for that? Yeah, but <laughs> then again, you know, but then again, is that right? I didn't yeah. know. <laughs> then again, I mean, we're, we're living in a town that's that has a, their basketball team that has lost twenty in a row, and nothing's been done. Nothing. Nothing. It's so buckle up. I mean. I know we're, we're appealing to a baseball crowd here, but oh, man, I, I, imagine being a Pistons fan right now. <laughs> but I think the point is right. I think it will be a fun spring training. You, you, let's say, let's say they don't do a darn thing from right now till spring training. And I think they will do some couple of moves here and there, but let's say they do nothing. I mean, there's going to be a lot of, lot of uh, turmoil in that camp in terms of who's playing where and see who's, you know, adapting to what positions, uh, which of the young guys are hitting and put themselves in position, uh, which of the veterans come back and are healthy, uh, namely Ryan uh, Riley Green and Casey Mize. Uh, there's going to be a whole lot of stuff to track. It's, it, it will be a good time. And they're in a division they can win to boot. Yeah. I mean, to your point earlier, the, the only news about Cleveland is that, well, they took a guy in the Rule 5 at, uh, who was a huge strikeout power hitting third baseman, first baseman. Uh, and the only other news is they're looking to trade Shane Bieber. Um, you know, Cleveland, you know, has done, done does a great job of developing pitchers, uh, and so you know, I don't think they're going to fall too far behind or whatever. But uh, yeah, like you said, the Twins haven't done anything. The, the, the Cleveland hasn't done anything. The Royals are making moves. Good for them. They signed Seth Lugo. We talked about. They yeah. signed a couple other guys. They get did they get Will Smith. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the lefty. Yeah. So good for the Royals making moves. Um, but yeah, the Tigers. It is. It, it feels like the Tigers are 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 tentatively going for it in a way that, like, you know, they're not making any giant splashes or long term commitments, but they feel like that they can compete in for the division uh, with, with minor moves, which well, may be true, maybe not. Maybe they fall on their face again in, in the early part of the season. Look what Jack Flaherty tweeted out. I mean, come on. I mean, he he hit me in my third grade. Heart yeah. that. The. I mean. Yeah, that okay. That's that's to me says all the thing I need to know about Jack Flaherty. Well, because Jack Flaherty. Yeah, I mean he's oh, he. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Nothing. I I was just going to talk about where where he's from. But yeah, um, 
L.A., yeah, right? Uh, yeah, Harvard-Westlake, the school. He was in the same pitching rotation in high school with Lucas Giolito and, um, oh, shoot, I'm forgetting the lefty from the Braves. Oh, uh, Max Reed. Max Reed, yeah. They, they were all in the same high school rotation. Yeah. But you know who else went to that school? Brennan Bosch. Huh? Bringing it back. We're bringing it back to Bosch, Bill. <laughs> no, and it's you know I he I don't wait I'm trying to think if he was around when if he witnessed no he wasn't old enough to witness Isaiah Thomas on one one of the greatest performances of I've, I've never talked about this because the baseball podcast one of the greatest performances of all time Isaiah Thomas scoring forty odd points on one leg on one ankle it was one good wasn't like twenty seven and one quarter yeah twenty seven yeah, one quarter yeah maybe twenty whatever twenty five on about after the ankle. After he hurt himself. That's seriously, that is, I mean, you can say what you want by Isaiah Thomas being a wreck as a person and all that, but let's talk about one of the greatest playoff performances of all time. I, I, I mean, I witnessed it watching that whole game and I was in awe of that. And then it's just like, we hear stuff. Yeah. Anyway, it's not here or there. No, that's but, a fun, it's, it, that's a fun. And, and I wouldn't have expected that. I would have expected like Miguel Cabrera or, Verlander or Barry Sanders, even or something like that. I wouldn't have expected a, a Zeke picture. That's kind of fun. Bad boy Pistons, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's got a I mean, I'm supposed to be not a fan, I'm supposed to be an objective person, but you know, got little brownie points on that. But uh so yeah. what's 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 uh what's a success for for uh Flaherty in Detroit? What does it look like to you? What's that season look like? I 25 uh, 25 or more starts. And a FIP around three point seven five would be fine by me. Oh, that would be that would be that's that a lot more be. than I'm expecting. Yeah, um, that would be a, huge a lot more. Though. Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. That would be. I, I think that's you're getting close to like three war season if you do that, um, which is possible. I mean, we've seen him. He's he's had that. He's got that talent. He's done it before. I I would expect something more like a like he did last year four three four two FIP. And if you get, yeah, like you get 25 starts, 150 innings out of them, something like that, I, I, I think you're bringing them in to be your number four, number five again, right? Like, it's, it's just Michael Lorenzen with, uh, you know, a different name. And if he pitches like Michael Lorenzen, that's a huge win, I think. By the way, the this is a just a strange a strange move. The Yankees picked up Billy McKinley for a minor league deal, and then they traded him to Pittsburgh just now for cash considerations, for, oh. I think, international ca- cash money. How many times has Billy McKinley you've been traded i feel like he's he been is with the, the yankees like five times right no, well even before that he's he he yeah. is the definition of a quad a player he's been he must have been on like his eighth or tenth organization already i mean he was with the cubs oh. he was with the a's i he's uh dodgers too i think um, yeah um but also the yankees and pirates just always make deals with each other just always always yeah. always going back it, decades yeah yeah you're right the the royals and the pirates have been the yankees affiliates in some way shape or form for lack of trade partners, for lack of a better word, I mean, that's uh, Jack. The international signing period starts next January fifteenth. Yep, January fifteenth is when the, the the twenty-three class can sign. It's always fun now that the twenty-three class signs in twenty-four because of the, the you know moved it back six months after the COVID year. But yeah, so we'll start seeing some of those names in in another about one month from now. All right, you guys want to make a let's want to take a guess of how many times he's been traded. Let's, okay, let's go. Let's let's go start here. So he was he was a he was a first round draft pick by the A's. The following season, he was traded to the A's with Addison Russell, Dan Straley, and the for the to the Cubs. 
for Jason Samarja? Hamill and, and Samarja, and the Samarja deal. Two seasons later, traded by the Cubs for with uh, Glaber Torres and Adam Warren to the Yankees for Chapman. <laughs> then in 2018, traded to the Yan- traded traded to the Jays for Jay Happ along with Brandon Drury. Then wow. he was selected off waivers by the Brewers. Then the Brewers traded him to the Mets for Pedro Quintana. Then the next, then a month or two months later, was traded by the Mets to the Dodgers for Carlos okay. Rocon. Then he was purchased by the Rangers from the Dodgers in November 2021. He signed back with the A's, got free agency, and now the Yankees, and he got traded to the Pirates. So the Pirates his, is that's ninth team, I believe. Yeah. On his gravestone, it's going to say "popular but expendable." <laughs> is he? What's it? What's he? The Joel Youngblood of the modern times. For anybody that can get that reference, Ooh, the yeah. man traded for himself, right? Yeah, that guy got traded quite a bit too. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. It, I just think it's, I don't know that that wasn't the big headline, obviously. But Jack Flaherty the Tigers, and we'll see what happens from here. I think the Tigers will probably make one more move before. Christmas. So buckle up, folks. I mean, I think there's just going to be more to come. And also for some of the tea lever tea leave tea leave readers out there, some of the some blogs out there that are kind of speculating or what have you, or just kind of it's common sense, folks. It's not I I I think you you know I really think that. I just I'm saying this because we've been busting our asses all week with everything, and then when some people's like, well, uh, you know, uh, the, the the implementation or in, the impliedness of things that are going to change, it's like, well, no shit, Sherlock. That's what's going to happen when you have a new front office. I, I just I don't know, like some of the experts out there, I just I don't know, just a little venting of my own a little bit because. Yeah. Um, as far as the next pod goes, Saturday we're recording the we're recording the our top thirty. But I think we might be recording. I'm not sure if we're going to live stream it because we might try to do it before the Lions game. But I don't know yet. We have to figure that part out yet. But tomorrow's well, a day off. That's for well, sure. Tomorrow we're probably going to have the Michael Waka sighting. So you know, I'll cover that. <laughs> yeah, the emergency well, pod on Michael Waka. What what, what well, does my life yeah. have come to? <laughs> You're just getting all the old Cardinals. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, uh, by the way, a lot of being, I gotta give some credit to him. He has been very consistent on getting Edwin Arroyo from the Reds. Props to him in our chat. Yeah, I mean, you know, Arroyo was a uh, shortstop, same same class as the uh, uh, Meyer, uh, Echo, you know, that that whole class where everybody wanted Marcelo Meyer instead of Jackson Job. Um, he he came out and was one of the better performers, and then got traded to. The Reds for Luis Castillo, I believe, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I actually haven't been following up his progress that much uh, since 2022. I didn't see a ton of from him last year, but you know, the, the, people have mentioned the Reds as a team to trade with. People have mentioned the Orioles a bunch. I know people don't like to think about it, but the Rays just traded away their best starter, uh, and they have tons and tons and tons and tons of prospects all the time, and and uh, you know. They seem like the organization that could fix Matt Manning. Maybe work out a deal there, uh, or not. Like like we said, maybe, maybe people are right and they just want a lot of depth. I just 
uh, somebody earlier mentioned like you know they want they want competition in spring training, which is fine. Obviously, it's it's good, but but again, Jack Flaherty's not competing for a job. You don't pay a guy fifteen million dollars or fourteen million dollars to compete for a job. So you could in spring training have Jackson Long, Manning, and Olson all vastly outperform Jack Flaherty and still have him in the rotation. So it's it's just one of those things. I just think there's a, a numbers game that might not work out there, but we'll see. All right. Final thoughts, gentlemen, or you have any final thoughts before we get out of here? Well, just when you brought up the Rays, uh, I keep hearing Randy Rosarena is available. You know, that's seems like that. He that, took that, a picture of Shoney Otani. That means he that he's going to <laughs> Dodgers. And then I'm Francis Romeo, friend of the show. All he put out was just another picture. Yeah. <laughs> but not even just for the Dodgers, though. I just think that that's the kind of talent you could see them moving. You know, they they don't they don't hold these guys, uh, and he's just good enough to have a market. And again, a right-hander with speed and power, maybe not enough walks for Scott Harris's liking. Yeah. yeah. Someone mentioned uh, someone mentioned in the chat. You trade Manning and Young like Dombrowski would have. I think Dombrowski would have, but I think at the same time. I think Young is a much better version of Scott Sizemore, who he chose to start at second base instead of signing Basil Polanco. So I, I don't know. I mean, a second baseman with power like that, I don't know if you would trade him. But anyway, I mean, it's a, uh, yeah, <laughs> that is a funny. I, I like that comment though. Thank you, base for that. That's, that's good stuff. But um, <laughs> Chris, any final thoughts? Uh, no, other uh, Jack Flaherty. Three years younger than Spencer Turnbull. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the less, gonna, if, less of an attitude. Well, as far as we know, yeah. I yeah. mean, he seems like a good dude. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I just, somebody just said, you know, another recollection project. And that's, again, but that's kind of what the Tigers have signed up to be. They want to be the org that can help guys get better. Um, and this is uh, as good as any of, of, of the reclamation projects that are out there. And I really liked Tyler Molly or whatever. And then the Rangers went out and signed him for a two year. 22, $24 million deal or something like that. He's not going to pitch until late this year. I thought that would have been a good one. But other than him, you're looking at Giolito. You're looking at Flaherty, uh, um, you know, uh, Severino, Frankie Montas. Those are all guys out there that are up in the air. But all those guys, I think Flaherty pitched the best last year. I mean, he may have pitched better than Giolito. I don't know. But um, so I don't know. He seems like a decent gamble here. Hey. And Dan, Dan, Dan Fernandez in the chat perfectly said, we have enough depth that they probably wouldn't see Wentz and Fideo start, Fideo starting games in 2024. Bingo. That's exactly it. Wentz still needs to work on missing bats on a consistent basis. I think he might end up being a bullpen arm. They might weaponize Fideo as a bullpen arm. I hope. I don't so. know. But there is a and, – and Dita Center, who's got – here's packages Manning for the Dodgers. I, I don't know what they're going to do. Again – I think if they do, if, if we think it's Manning, it could be anything so uh, possible. But I think what Connor Connor said it best here: if the Yamamoto deal wasn't so inflated, Yamada's Yamada's market wouldn't be as would be more suitable for the Tigers. And I, I totally, totally, you know, agree with that too. So I mean, and they could, you know, what they could bring Lucas Giolito in. Who knows? <laughs> as a reclamation project, I mean, they're the high school teammates. Sure. It's it's possible. Um, I like the one yeah, I, the one Connor said earlier about hey you know this is not Ivan Nova. Yeah, you know uh, they're they're bringing in some guys who has some track record of success, 
And if things break right, could be a slam dunk. You know, I mean, it's possible. Uh, we all know the downside, but there's upside with, with several of these guys. Yeah. No, it's – there's – again, there's – Dan. I think what Dan said, if you don't have to start those guys, then you're in a much better position. Because if you're looking at the AAA rotation, we're just talking about this in our chat with uh, with Brandon Day and Mark. I, you know, you could see Brandon said, sort of Gibson along Montero, Flores, Madden, and Hurdler at Toledo. That's a pretty badass rotation considering what we saw last year in Toledo. That Toledo guard rotation was the game of the year. <laughs> Minus Olsen mm-hmm. was garbage, it was flat out oh, yeah. garbage. And if you're going to, if sort of Gibson long starts the year in Toledo, with those four, that's not bad at rotation. That is, that is a pretty damn good rotation. So I, all things considering, and you know, as far as we had to get a couple questions in here real quick. I think Keith, uh, Chris said that Keith, Keith thinks he's going to make the opening day roster at second base. I think he will too. But again, there, there's I think there's going to be a move or two to make to change up the rotation even more a little bit. So if they time one more pitcher. I would feel about better about that. I really want another bullpen arm, but the idea of I think even making Flores, Wilmer Flores could be end up being a bullpen arm. Montero could be too. You have some options. You have some options with that. I think the reason why I was thinking about Flores is because he has a lost little zip in his fastball. So, uh, so Gibson Long's best attribute velocity. No, I would think is movement. He's he's good at really good at manipulating and commanding of his. Secondary stuff. His fastball doesn't sit that high, but he can. He has a really good changeup. And so, and right. on that, yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Sorry, no. I would just say he strikes me. It reminded me of what um, Scott Harris said about Kenta Maeda in his his press conference uh, about how Maeda can work pitches to all different parts of the 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 plate, and that's something that Gibson Long got really good at last year. Once the changeup took a step forward, and he had different shapes on his fastball and his slider, he was really locating to all four quadrants with all his different pitches. And, and it's, it's kind of, it's not one attribute so much, although I did agree. My initial thought was the movement on his pitches. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's the culmination of all those things together. And again, yeah, like Reg said at the beginning of the show, a good September does not make you a good big league starter, uh, but it's nice to see, you know, he came and had a, a couple of really nice outings. So uh, it, at the very least, he's good depth. Uh, I think Olsen did more than Gibson on, obviously to, to, uh, you know, justify a spot in the rotation. So um, I, it, that one would be weirder to me if Wilson went back in Toledo. All right. Well, I mean, if, yeah, it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be all out. You think Chris is going to be a, an all out? It could be even maybe my starts the year in Toledo because, I mean, he might need some season. Very possible. Yeah. 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 And, and we don't know if he's healthy. Yeah. It's been reported he's healthy. But yeah, there speak. was, I think, there was a piece today. You know, he's healthy, yeah. throwing all his pitches and stuff. But, but again, you got until you get out there and do it. Uh, we think back to Michael Fulmer. They get out there and do it and, and prove it and, and get out there and really let loose before we know. So, all right. On that note, thanks so much for listening to the emergency pod. This was a very good high turnout, too. I appreciate everybody ch- checking it out. And please go to the Tiger Mind Report and check out our podcast with JJ Cooper. And we also have the Ryan Garko interview we just dropped today. It's over on YouTube, and I just dropped the chant or dropped the link in here, but it's easily on their Tiger Miley report. You can go there and please subscribe. 
on, on our YouTube channel if you haven't already. And we'll be also, like I said, we're, we're breaking out our top 30 on Saturday. We have a couple of scouting reports coming out. And we thank you, Walter. Appreciate that. The we again, Ryan Garko was fantastic and he was more than generous with his time. And same thing with JJ Cooper it was awesome. Um, we're really honestly thank you, thank you all for keeping us motivated, keeping us going. And we really appreciate all the support again. There's a PayPal link in the show description if you want to donate and help us out as we try to get to spring training so we could do these things. Because again, all. We, we don't get paid very much to do this at all. And we just do it because we love the game. But uh, every bit goes a long way. So have a good night, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's I was going to say something else profound, but I've lost my track. Train of thought. Have a good night. Why start now? Yeah. By the way, uh, do you think Reese can throw 100 consistently from the bullpen? Yeah. If on a short lease, definitely. But we'll end the podcast with that. Um, and, no, I don't think they fixed her hitting yet. So. They're name and kidding. Good night, everybody.